matter how you feel about reggae or cricket, everyone seems to love 10cc. Songs like I'm Not In Love, Rubber Bullets, and Dreadlock Holiday have become classics, as have many other tunes written by 10cc frontman Graham Gouldman. Here is Graham to talk about working with Jeff Beck and the Yardbirds, producing the Ramones, and his thoughts on the current state of songwriting, among many other things. Like musicians all around the world, Graham and 10CC were taken off the road because of COVID. Now they're heading back to New Zealand after an unplanned hiatus from performing. So check it out. You'll love it. During the pandemic, I found it to be quite a creative time. Um, I did a lot of writing. I recorded an album of instrument instrumental music that I'd always wanted to do. And... Um, so I was lucky, you know, in that I had something that I could do at home. And uh, I know a lot of musicians that, you know, everybody was making their lockdown album. Right. Yes, um, there's a lot of that around. <laughs> a lot of that. There's so much music out there now. <laughs> but uh, that's fine. I mean, it was more. It wasn't it was the the actual uh, act of, you know, actually doing it. That was the was the joy. If right. people enjoyed it when it was uh, actually the album I did. um was a, a an album of instrumental covers uh, oh. that I'd wanted to do for a while, and uh, I put it out on a Bandcamp, which is a sort of plat a platform. Yep. And uh, I, the idea was just to I didn't want to make any money out of it. I you there's no fear of that it. these days in the music business. No fear of that. <laughs> I, no fear of that. Absolutely right. But the idea was you you paid whatever you felt for right. it. Uh, it was worth and. And all the money went to the uh, Help Musicians charity. So, oh, fantastic! But uh, but I, I'd already had the uh, the pleasure out of it by actually making it. And I it, wish I did. Uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Is it, it's called uh, because it's an instrumental album. It's called No Words Today, <laughs> as opposed to No Milk Today, right? <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Very good. So I, I I'm going to have to go check that out because I was unaware of its existence, which is my fault. Yeah, not yours. I, I'm not surprised. <laughs> Give me a hint as to some of the songs you chose to cover, because being a songwriter um, yourself, my God. <laughs> I do a version of uh, The Folks Who Live on the Hill, uh, Somewhere, Misty. Um, <laughs> the classics. Sunrise, Sunset, Mother Nature's Son. Oh, right. Name, but a few. Oh, very cool. Very cool. I have to definitely check it out because I was listening to the album you did. Uh, there's a song called Standing Next to Me, which is. Yeah. Uh, you think, and you made a bunch of references to Act Naturally and Ringo and the Beatles and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a call from Mr. Hart, said, Would you like to be a part of something great? To join a band with Ringo Starr, bring along your bass guitar and don't be late. So what was there to say? I soon was on my way And on that very night I met the man Who was a major part Was at the very start Of where it all began Yeah, that was written about my time with working with Ringo and the All-Star Band. Right, that must have been fun. It was great. I really enjoyed it. I loved it. Because I realized you were pretty much a teenager when the Beatles broke uh, in like yes. 63 and 64. So that yeah. much, I, I can't, well, I can't imagine because I was well, maybe 10 or 11 at the time. So I remember how right. I felt about it, but you being so close to it, what did that do to you? <laughs> it did everything to me, everything in my musical life. It changed me. I, you know, 
up to that time, also the music that I was listening to before that sort of late fifties music coming out of America, Little Richard, um, yeah. Buddy Holly, the Everly Brothers, Eddie Cochran, um, Chuck Berry, all those uh, artists, and then through the sort of skiffle era in the UK, Cliff Richard and the Shadows were very influential, and then right. but the Beatles were the the thing that inspired me and many others to uh, actually start writing songs. Right, right, right. Because that's the thing. I mean, somebody came up to me and asked me the other day, Beatles or Stones, Beatles or Stones. And of course, I love them both. But if you're going to have to say one's better than the other, you got to go with the Beatles just because of the songwriting. That's the uh, thing yeah, that sets uh, them well, apart. I, I, I agree, but it did become a thing, didn't it? The, it did, yeah. <laughs> you're only allowed to like you like one of them. But of course, they, they both made great records, yeah. but, of, but the Beatles were for me, miles ahead of yeah. anybody. Now, speaking of songwriting, we just lost Burt Bacharach a, a little while ago. Yeah. And, you know, he's a great song, amazing songs. And, of course, part of the thing that they talk about with him is his use of different time signatures and his uh, melodies. And I'm thinking to myself, well, actually, the same could be said for you. And songs like Heart Full of Soul and Bus Stop, and those had similar uh, things. So did you have any thoughts about Burt and how... Did he affect you or did you have any interactions with him? Well, Bert and uh, and Hal David are in my <clears throat> my top five songwriting influences. Yeah. Um, no doubt about it. Um, when I first heard uh, Anyone Who Had a Heart, I think that was the first Backrack and David song I heard. Uh -huh. That was a complete revel revelation to me. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. The time, the the time signature, the chord changes, his use of major sevenths. Yeah. I started like getting obsessed with that. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, I, I uh, because uh, he passed away recently, I've sort of gone into down the Burt Bacharach rabbit hole, and you know, listened to so many of his great uh, great songs that he and Hal David wrote. Just fantastic. Uh, amazing canon of work yeah 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 and the other person who's no longer with us is jeff beck which of course he, yeah. he just joined the yardbirds and did heart full of soul and that's so, right yes that's I, pretty I did, major uh, <laughs> yeah pretty major and then and, and um yeah i was very um very proud to have a uh you know an association with him um he also recorded a song that i wrote called tallyman Right. which actually came out sometime after Hi Ho Silver Lining, which was a, a massive hit and Tallyman was not. Right. <laughs> but, okay. uh, but still. You can't win them all. A, yeah, you can't win them all. <laughs> Just happy that uh, that he recorded it and, um, you know, our names are linked in some way. Yeah, because, I mean, he's an, uh, he, he was a unique guitar player and I'm wondering, as a songwriter, did you, in general, do you think about how these songs are going to be translated, especially by people who are, have their own voice with their instruments or yeah. whatever. Yes, I do. I mean, I assume that they're going to do them pretty much as I wrote them or did right. the demo. Actually, yeah. with, with Tallyman, it's a good example of uh, Jeff actually changed it quite a bit. He put, put on a new uh, introduction on it.
I just, but I love the record. It was great. Uh, but some songs, people are very faithful to the original demos that I make, and and other times they're not. Um, but I, you know, whatever. It's it's their record, not mine. <laughs> right. Uh, now, also on the uh, songwriting front, uh, uh, Bonnie Raitt just won the Grammy for the best song, and there was quite a bit being made about how a how her age and be the fact that she was the only one in the group that was the sole songwriter. Whereas these days you look at the credits and you got like, you know, you'd spend the rest yeah. of the day reading them and usually Max That's Martin's right. in there somewhere. And you know, so I'm yeah, Max Martin's always in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so do you have an opinion about the state of songwriting these days with that? in Well, mind? the thing is, I think what will happen is the songs seem to be more temporary now, you know, that they, they don't last for so, as long. I right. don't think, you know, I mean, we've got songs, songs that I've been associated with written or co-written that are still being played after, yep. you know, like 50 odd years. Yes. So that's pretty cool. Yep. Uh, and a lot of the songs today, I don't think will be, but, and you could say, well, so what, who cares? Well, you know, <laughs> you know it does, does it matter in the big picture? I mean, I think, for a songwriter, it's it's a very nice feeling to think that uh, there's some sort of legacy involved in yep. the in your yep. music and what what you what you're going to eventually leave behind. Whereas I don't think that's so apparent in what's being written today. However, you know, there's always good stuff around, even if you don't know ninety percent of the artists that are are uh, uh, are on it. But you, there is something kind of soulless about the idea of having so many people contribute of course you don't know what they did contribute someone might right. have just contributed a a line a or... particular <laughs> rhythm or a you know a sample of a guitar so we don't really know but because the records are kind of co cobbled together in a, in a in a way i don't mean that as a derogatory term sure, but sure, yeah there is an art to it you know i mean you hear things i hear things i go wow that's fantastic and I don't know how it's made. Do I need to know how it's made? All I know is that it's great. Yep, yep. And speaking of legacy, I mean, I I can, but I won't. For your sake, I could probably sing every word of Bus Stop right now. And it okay. came out when I was 11 years old, you know. And probably right. my kids can, too, because they heard me playing it around the house so much. So there's <laughs> okay. something to be That's... said for that, you know. that. And... It's a nice thought for me. To think yeah. your kids are singing it, right? So <laughs> we've never met, you know. So right. There's something about that, right? So, so when you got back on the road after the COVID break, uh, did that change anything for you about how you approached what you were doing? I think I, I think it affected all all musicians. I think we really appreciated. I certainly did appreciated how lucky I was to be able to do it. Um, it was wonderful to be able to just be back with the boys again and the joy of like the audiences were so happy to be back right together yeah. with yeah. each other and being able to share you know the music um again yeah I, I still i'm still feeling that a little bit i think it's still out there because i mean i don't know about everywhere else in new zealand it's been weird because we're we're kind of isolated anyway down here, uh, and we we were locked down. But then we had these other major weather related things that kind of had us locked down again and again. So every time we come out of it, the release is the live music thing. It feels like yeah, yeah, and it's so important to people to be together 
you know, collectively and, uh, you know, wit in witnessing or being part of a, you know, an audience. It's great. So what keeps you on the road? I mean, you, you can't be doing it for money because, I mean, you got to be making a couple of bucks on royalties. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. I do it because I, you're right. I don't have to do it, but I do it because I love doing it. And, it, you know, in my work life, I'm lucky because the three things that I do, writing, writing songs, recording and playing live, it, whatever I'm doing, I always think, well, this is the best thing I can do. Right. So I, I feel very, very, I know I'm very fortunate right. in that. Um, and I just love it. I love, I, you know, I like the being on the road. My wife is very understanding of me being on the road and, um, the boys I, I work with are just fantastic. We're we're good friends. We have a lot of fun, and we're very serious also at the same time though about what we do. Right, right. And I mean, you're doing the ultimate hits tour now. Which I mean, let's face it, every tour you've been is an ultimate hits tour. <laughs> I've seen yeah, yeah, a couple times I, already. So that's yeah. great. But how how do you keep it fresh for yourself and and the rest of the band doing those? Songs? I uh, I think we always think of first of all, there's a different audience every night. Right, so it's helps. a slightly different vibe about the yep. about the evening, and it just—I don't know. It just the songs are great to play. Uh, they're quite complex, so yep. you need to be on your game. Yep, you can't sort of relax. It ain't rhythm and blues. Um, <laughs> and uh, I always think of myself as being in the audience. Like, what am I looking at? What am I mm -hmm. expecting? You know, and and we do enjoy playing together. And that transmits to the audience. I think they they kind of feel that as well. Mm, interesting. Now, That's important. One of the things you do that doesn't get talked about so much is you've produced a few records, and I have one of them here with me. The, the All right. Yeah, pleasant <laughs> dreams. Yeah. And I love the Ramones, and seen them many thousands of times. It feels like. But have I, you? Yeah. I was I was growing up in upstate New York and went to the CBGBs yeah. and saw them and the whole bit. Oh wow! You you were there. Okay. I was there. Right. <laughs> So I'm, and I remember interviewing Joey and Johnny just as they were about to be produced by Phil Spector. And they were kind of right. basing everything on that because they were desperate to be a hit, to have a hit. And of course, that didn't really happen for them. So this was a couple of years after that. I'm wondering what yeah. kind of experience that was working with surprising i have to say first of all i was surprised why me right um but their connection with me they said was nothing to do with 10 cc but to do with the the british invasion that's basically. what i figured yeah yeah because they love that stuff that's what it was but even then i wasn't kind of convinced that it was going to work and i said look you know for, for both our sakes let's like, just maybe record two or three tracks and see how it goes Right. And initially everything, uh, in fact, during the whole recording, everybody seemed very happy with it. Right. Um, and uh, particularly Joey, who I, I loved. He was a wonderful character. Yeah. Um, I know that uh, Johnny wasn't that enamored of the album. He thought it was too clean and poppy. Right. But during the time we were recording, he seemed fine. But, right. Um, 
but there you go but i you know it's one of those things that it was an odd thing for me to do but i i tend to say yes and sometimes i shouldn't say yes but i'm really glad that i did that album and of course that song speaking of johnny has the kkk took my baby away yeah which yeah. is kind of know, what a title eh? <laughs> and, and supposedly that was but joey's that... kind of reaction to johnny taking his girlfriend uh, yeah <laughs> yes um that's right um but I have to say, they were easy to work with. Right. They were, they were punctual. You know, I mean, they were very professional. Look, what right. can I say? Yep, yep, yeah. It's a shame that they just never got that radio hit. That kind of, you know, Patti Smith broke through because of the night and Blondie yeah. did it, and you know. They... But uh, but there's no T-shirt as popular as the Ramones T-shirt. There you go. There. I've seen it all over the. Oh, there you go. All over the world. Yeah, 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 very good. So, um, so you've written all these songs during lockdown. You're still writing. What are you gonna? Yeah. What are you? What are you releasing next? What have you got planned up? What do you got up? Okay, street? well, I'm working on a new uh, solo album at the moment. Right. Um, that should be released uh, towards the end of the year. Um, last year I worked with. Uh, I wrote a song called "Floating in Heaven," which was about the James Webb Space Telescope. Right. And um, because I'd started following its progress on the uh, NASA website and uh, kind of fell in love with the with the telescope, if you can fall in love with the telescope, um, <laughs> and wrote a song about it. I played it to uh, the guy, Andrew, at my record company, and he said, the song is absolutely brilliant. But he said, wouldn't it be great if you could get someone like Brian May from Queen to play on it? Because... <laughs> Why not? Not only is he a brilliant guitarist, he's an astronomer and an astrophysicist. Well, there you so go. I sent, <laughs> I sent it to, there's a good idea. Well, that's a brilliant idea. All we need now is for Brian to like it. Anyway, I sent it to him. He said, I love this song. And he plays uh, guitar on it. He sings backing vocals. And he was very involved in the uh, production of it as well. It's time for me to say goodbye and search for pastures new. So that's actually going to be the lead track on the album. It reminds me, I'm a big Mata Hoople, Ian Hunter fan. And okay. Ian's like 83 years old now. And he's got an album coming out next month. And he's got like everybody playing on it. You know, it's like uh, all yeah. stars. Probably Brian May's on it. I don't know yet. But yeah, uh, it's just. Well, everybody like, would. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, homage to him. A absolutely. But it, it's interesting as you, uh, you're what you're in your mid 70s, I think. Right. Yes. Yes. So, so does age have do you think about why? How much longer? Why am I doing what's motivating me now as opposed to when I was 20? I know, I, I know what's motivating me. What always motivates my motivation hasn't changed since I was a teenager. I uh -huh. just love playing music and being involved in music. It's my it's my beside my family. It's my life. Right. Um, and I think that I I would say I won't stop, but I'll be stopped. Gotcha. That's yeah. simple as that. 
I think everybody gets that <laughs> that option. Yeah, I mean, I, why, why would I? Why would I stop? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't play golf. I right. haven't got any, you know, uh, in my work life, that's all I all I, I do. And in my social life, well, I have a social life, obviously. But, yeah. um, you know, it's a balance between uh, your between love and work, which right. actually happens to be the title of my previous album before my last album. Ah, OK. And the last one was what? Modesty Forbids? Modesty Forbids, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the one with the Ringo on it. Yeah. OK, yeah. one last question. You're a bass player as well. So how does the bass relate to whatever else you do? Do you think in terms of bass lines when you're writing? Uh, does that where it starts, where it ends? Or is it just another thing that you do? I, I, I've always been a, a sort of bass player that followed sort of McCartney, James Jameson, melodic bass players. Yeah. And I want the bass to not take over, just to enhance and inform what's going on. So you might not even be aware of what the bass is doing, but it's yeah. kind of gently behind the scenes making everything, well, a lot of things happen. Yeah. And like if you listen to the bass part on um, Floating in Heaven, it's really simple, but it's, I think you've got to, but it really enhances what's going on. And that's what, that's the job of the bass player. Very and good. the bass player and the drummer, of course, are the people that keep everything rock solid. Yep. Whereas Anchored. the lead guitarist can screw up, he can do what he wants, but the bass right. and the drums have got to be right there. Yep. 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 Very good. All righty. Well, I can't wait to see you guys when you get here. In June, okay. it'll be very exciting. You're doing a bunch of dates throughout the country, so everybody will get a chance to yeah, see Yeah, we're busy, boys. Uh, very nice talking to you. <laughs> you too. Have a great day. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.